Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. A podcast one production. When Donald Trump first came to the White House, he apparently asked one of his national security advisors, if we have nuclear weapons, why don't we use them? So let's have a look at the worryingly wacky world of nuclear bombs and ask whether they're... Cat's pyjamas or cat's piss with the chaser. Joining me on the panel today... Andrew Hansen, Dominic Knight, and Craig Rewcastle, and I'm Charles Firth. And all of us are nuclear experts. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to hearing the arguments for why nuclear bombs are cats' pyjamas, Charles Firth. Well, the first one, yeah, is a little bit... Well, they're all a bit worrying, but by, by the end of this podcast, at the very least, mm-hmm. you'll all go away being nuclear experts. Oh, good, uh, yeah. good, good. Is this cats' pyjamas or cats' piss that the first... Uh, time they ever exploded a nuclear bomb. It was called the Trinity Test. It was back in 1945, just uh, before the end of the Second World War. The scientists at Los Alamos thought, genuinely thought, there was a non-zero chance that the Trinity Test might ignite the atmosphere and destroy the entire Earth. During the initial test, mm. is that cat's pajamas or cat's piss? Well, look, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta give them some credit for chutzpah, like for, yeah. for, the, for making that kind of gamble and then going, well, let's give it a go, let's give <laughs> yeah. that a crack. No, I'm with you, Craig. This is this is progress. You're not going to get progress without taking some non-zero risks. <laughs> You know, on destroying the entire world. <laughs> I was always, I was really impressed when they fired up the Large Hadron Collider in mm. Switzerland because there was a thought that it could create a a black hole that would consume the entirety of the Earth yeah. into it. And there are some days when I wake up and kind of think that, that might actually have happened. <laughs> I'm not mm. sure, but uh, they they were actually so worried about it that they actually commissioned three men, uh, Connor, Pinsky, Marvin, and Teller, to actually write a paper on it before they did the test. Um, I feel like yeah. oh, well. <laughs> and, and then to wrap, paper, this, <laughs> to wrap the paper around the bomb to protect <laughs> us. So, hang on, let me just get, get my head around the logic here. So they thought, look, there's a chance we might completely destroy the entire planet. Yeah. But the upside is if we don't, we will be able to destroy select parts of the planet of our choosing. Yeah. That's a very odd bit of logic, isn't mm. it? Well, yeah. I mean, either way, they get to destroy something. So. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, so they, they, they wrote this paper and everyone, like the... The beginning of the paper was fairly sort of positive. It was like, yeah, it's probably not likely, right? But then at the end, it actually, it, it sort of goes, yeah, but on the other hand, like, but no one bothered to read through all the way to the end of the paper because it actually said, 
On the other hand, the complexity of the argument and the absence of satisfactory experimental foundations makes further work on the subject highly desirable. But, uh, okay. but they didn't do any more work. They just went ahead with the test anyway. You've got to pay a tribute to them, to their bravery. Because mm. if they hadn't been willing to just take the risk, we wouldn't have nuclear weapons today. And where would mm. we be? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so it, it comes to the time of the Trinity test. They're about to, to launch the explosion. They're a little bit worried about it. And so what they do is they have a bit of a joke about it. And apparently um, uh, Fermat, who was this famous scientist, um, had a whole like bet thing going about like what are the odds that oh, so he's running, he was running a toad he on was it. running a toad on hey, it. good and then when it actually got exploded one of the other scientists james conant briefly thought that that's what was happening because it created this extraordinary blast they're at the sort of blast side and it just kept kept getting more and more and more intense like much more than that expected and he actually said i'd expected a relatively quick bright flash the enormity of the light and its length quite stunned me. My instantaneous reaction was that something had gone wrong and that the thermonuclear transformational of the atmosphere, which is doesn't make Makes any sense, but... You were a terrible writer. Why did they get this guy on the case? Yeah, yeah, Once yeah. discussed as a possibility and jokingly <laughs> referred to by Fermat a few minutes earlier, had actually occurred. So, so at the time... They, they thought, thought they'd end of the world. Yeah. That, that yes, would have made the tote Fermat's last theorem, wouldn't it? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> if any of those scientists put money on it ending the world, hmm. they should have been kicked out of the project because it's very hard to get your money back at the end of Just illogical. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's a win-win, isn't it? Either you don't destroy the whole planet or you, you cash in in your dying moments. Anyway, so I think that the, the, the nuclear bomb ending... The world is cat's piss, but not as much cat's piss as listening to you read it, read out large tracts of technical data. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, can I just say <laughs> yeah, that yeah, even right. in the in the report on the scientific paper, in, just in fairness, it actually has all these six. You know, like when they write sick when people when have made typos. So I was actually just reading out the typos. Mm, That's mm. The, yeah, what God, if, they made a lot of typos. What they if, made so many typos. I've never heard so many typos. <laughs> what if while we're having this conversation? Outside the studio, yeah. the world has exploded, and all that's left is Charles's reading out of technical data. Well, we have I to listen to it yeah. for all the turn. I, I wish I'd been on the outside of the studio then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, it's much much How worse than we'd ever imagined. Yeah. How come I got You're stuck in the, wrong in the bunker. living part? <laughs> okay, so they did the nuclear test straight afterwards. By the way, you haven't actually told us yet. What happened? Did it did it end um, the world? Spoiler alert! I, yeah. I didn't look that up. Should <laughs> yeah, I Google it? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh yeah, no, no. I it bet was... you a hundred bucks at end of the world, Charles. <laughs> okay, I'll take you. I'll take that bet. <laughs> uh, no, it 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 didn't actually destroy the Earth, but the company that was making all the film that uh, you put the X-ray images mm. on was a company called Eastman Kodak. Oh yeah, Kodak. Kodak. Right. yeah. And um, they had a flood of camp complaints from all over the country coming in from business customers who had tried to do x-rays using the film that Kodak had been supplying with them. And they were all cloudy and completely useless. And so for a while there, you couldn't do an x-ray. In so it didn't wipe out previous x-rays you had? No. Just new ones were totally... Just ruined the... Did, they figure, out, the hmm. did they figure out why? Yeah. So apparently the, the plant that made this uh, film was actually uh, 
It was on 19... the test site. That what bad planning. <laughs> Yeah. I, mean, no, I hope they got yeah. paid some rent yeah. for that. Yeah, no, yeah, it was right next door. The test it site. was nineteen hundred miles away, but mm. that was enough. It apparently nuclear explosions release this uh, chemical called this element called cerium. I'd never heard of it. It's, it's one of the chemical elements, and that flooded across the country. And it, it has a half life of thirty days. And so for the next thirty days, every time they tried to make film for the code for mm. the X-rays, it just didn't work. It was interesting, Joel. I didn't realise there was a negative aspect to nuclear bombs, but you've just really... This is cerium, is there? <laughs> well, the, but the point is that so, he, so this scientist at Kodak then went and investigated and said there must have been some sort of nuclear explosion or something. The, the only explanation of this is that somebody's testing nuclear weapons or something. Oh, so, oh, so, so, so it wasn't public. public. No, it wasn't public at all. didn't know about this. So and how do we know about it now? I mean, we, when when did they admit? In, okay. 19, in 1949. So this was four years after they fessed up and they went, yep, you got us. And he actually even said it must have happened on this date and it was the exact date that uh, the Trinity test was done. Isn't that so, amazing? Isn't that so, amazing that that guy from Kodak was mm. able to predict exactly when a nuclear weapon went off? Yeah. But did no idea when Kodak film was going to no longer be necessary because of camera phones. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't predict the digital camera yeah, that ah, would have saved his company. Yeah, oops. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't understand how nobody knew. I mean, you know, did nobody know? What about the neighbours? Did they not notice the nuclear explosion? I mean, how did word not get out? Do you think? You know, oh, by yeah. the way, mm. for national security, um, they couldn't tell people that the X-rays weren't working. So they had to make up what was on the X-ray film, like in all the radiography departments around the country. So I was like, looks like there's a ferret up there, sir. And they're just completely making it up. <laughs> what's, well, what's, hang on a sec. So what, how do you describe, how do you explain away a massive mushroom cloud on your land? No, no, no. But the, it was, uh, look, to be honest, I can't remember where it was. I think it was in Nevada, wasn't it? It's probably in Area 51. Test? and um, Yeah, it was It was in the desert somewhere. Oh, it was in a place that was already a bit of a shithole. Yeah, that didn't <laughs> explode in New Jersey. It was in the kind of place where they have Burning Man now. Like, it's full of idiots. Yeah, that's right. And and the point is that anyone who got to watch the explosion was, you know... It was had... killed in it, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I always love looking back when, they, when you see those old kind of tests. And the precautions they mm. took essentially were... I'm going a long way away, and I'm going to turn my back on this nuclear test. <laughs> yes, and and I've got my goggles. Yeah, I've yeah, got goggles. Yeah, a pair of small pair of glasses. <laughs> they also, I always seen those films. They also so seem to set up unnecessarily mean experiments. Like they'd say, yeah, I, I think it's a good idea to lock six pigs in in boxes and put them near the. I mean, they seem to do this oh, too. Yeah, didn't but they? if you tasted that bacon off a nuclear, it's unbelievable right. stuff. <laughs> nuclear mm, yeah. bacon, man, crispy mm. as hell. Uh, anyway, so fast forward um, to the late 1940s, I think this was. The United States by this point had started producing quite a lot of nuclear bombs. Hang on. Did you just skip over Hiroshima and Nagasaki? <laughs> okay, if you want to. Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Cats, peace or cats, pajamas. <laughs> to, to be what? fair, they weren't there at the time, so I suppose that you could have skipped over well, them. Well, I mean, you know, I was on the fence, but now I discover they weren't able to do x-rays in Japan for quite a while. <laughs> I really think it's cat's piss. Skip forward a few years. They, they've Skip. now started the Cold War, and they're producing hundreds and hundreds of nuclear bombs. Mm. Actually, over a thousand Minuteman intercontinental missiles have been sort of 
created. Why are they called Minuteman? Does it, does it, that, to me, that implies premature ejaculation in some way. No, it's because if it goes off near you, you have about a minute to live. <laughs> Minuteman, yeah. Isn't that also yeah. the name of the guy who repairs your shoes in shopping <laughs> yes, centres? Yeah, I true. think it's called something like that. Is that, I mean, where, he, are, is that are where they, the nuclear weapons are? Yeah, are these things linked? <laughs> yeah, they, they had to get the key to the, to the that, missiles. They might the last very minute. well uh, be linked because this is all about locking them up securely. So they decided, actually, you know what? We can't just leave all these missiles lying around without some sort of launch code because before that they they didn't have any launch codes on them anyone could come along and just press the button <laughs> just and press the fire. on button yeah um and so the secretary of defense at the time robert mcnamara um said okay every missile has to have a special lock called a permissive action link and we've got to have an eight digit code to um to set it off right Oh, but so, did you have to do capital letters? No, it was all numbers. Um, does anyone want to guess what the uh, the number was? Oh, it wasn't one of these password oh, one, two, one, three, two, three, four, four five, no. six, seven, eight. Was it, seven, was it just... the day that they signed the Declaration of no. Independence? Or okay, zero, 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 zero. Correct. You yes. I am so, a nuclear bomb expert. So what happened what? is the generals in charge. <laughs> Of the actual missiles, when, okay, we'll install your permissive action locks, but they were afraid that they would lose the codes <laughs> and they wouldn't be able to track them down quickly enough. And look, that, 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 that's cat's pyjamas if you're talking about, you know, your, your password to your MySpace. But when you're talking about, I mean, I think this is the one time when you might be, might be wise to choose a, a difficult password. No. It's, I disagree with you, Andrew. It's kind of clever. Like, it's the last thing you want. I mean, think about it. Think about any time I lose my password, right? It takes me so long to reset it. Oh, think about yeah. Russia is attacking you, right? There's missiles yeah. on the way. And you've got to and reset And you're there your going, password. oh, which yeah. email did I use? <laughs> yeah. Oh, just, oh, now, yes, click, yes, reset, reset yes, reset. Oh, yeah. no, it needs a capital. Oh, yeah. it doesn't take hashes. Yeah. But remember, can this I sign wasn't... in with Facebook? But also, you wouldn't think that the US... Like if the if the Russian super spy got through to the bunker where the missiles are being kept, there is no way that that person would think the US would be so stupid as to use mm. the code zero 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 zero. Yeah, although that yeah. is Chaz's ATM number, so the he, Chaz would have brushed this system. <laughs> oh, should I not tell people his ATM card? Um, but um, guess how long these codes then remained as zero zero. Ooh, okay, yeah, this is good. Okay, I reckon. <laughs> I reckon it would have been. This was in the late forties, right? Uh, actually, so I think it was in the early fifties. Okay, early fifties. Yeah. I reckon mm. it would still have been like that until about nineteen eighty-five. Oh, yeah, I reckon <laughs> until Reagan. Yep, absolutely. No, no, it, it was actually only ten years that they oh. left him there. So that's that's where the US were at in the nineteen fifties and sixties, and it seems that that's the way that, like, every time a country develops nuclear weapons for the first ten or fifteen years, they don't quite realise. What they what they got what they've got, and they don't necessarily put in place the procedures required for such a earth-ending so technology. For instance, any terrorists listening out there, go to the people who've just created nuclear weapons if you yeah. want to get yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. So and enter zero 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 zero. But um, Pakistan's actually had nuclear weapons for about thirty years now, mm. and guess guess how they store their nuclear weapons? Just guess. 
Oh, well, I've, I've been to, you know, sort of some Indian diner restaurants and, and they tend to keep things just in big plastic vats. They do in then, buckets, then, that's right. Yeah, then put that, them out on the Bain-Marie. That is, that is very close. Uh, the answer is that they just drive them around in unmarked vans because right. the, the thinking is that there's nowhere really secure in Pakistan to store anything because it's quite yeah. politically unstable and alliances change within the military. And so the safest thing is to just put them into vans and drive them, and around, drive them around randomly in Pakistani traffic, which yeah. is known to be incredibly <laughs> yeah. safe. Yeah. yeah. And also, given the, given the propensity of, for, for car bombings in mm. places like Lahore and Islamabad, oh, that's, good, that that's quite bombing. risky. Like, think of Benazir Bhutto was killed by a car bomb. What if yeah. that could have actually it's destroyed a, the entire city? You really have got a bonus if you set off your car bomb next to a nuclear bomb. You're like, well, <laughs> that was a lot bigger than I thought. <laughs> Muhammad did well. <laughs> oh, my uh, goodness. Um, and so, is, is this still happening? Yeah, it, it still happens to this day. And... And Man, the whole point that is job. that they, they park them and go and have lunch or whatever and then keep going. Imagine so having the job of being the person that drives Pakistan's nuclear arsenal all day around the roads of Pakistan. Mm. What a bizarre... It's a, it, they, they should have an Uber for nuclear weapons. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> the <laughs> he probably makes some money on the side. <laughs> yeah, I'll just, I'll just pick you up. I'll drop you down the road. That's so fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't worry about the oh, big metal tube in the back. Yeah. Oh, you're going to go and have an x-ray? Yeah, I wouldn't bother. <laughs> wouldn't bother for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Five stars, like the driver, three eyes. <laughs> but it does mean that the, apparently... If you steal a vehicle in Pakistan, there is a non-zero chance that it will have a nuclear weapon in oh, the back. But non-zero yeah. is fine, isn't it? Yeah, because it's, it's yeah. yeah, it won't go off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so, I feel so a lot that, safer now. Is that cat's piss or cat's pyjamas? Is I, that a good way? Because think about it. It's a very. It is actually quite secure because you don't know where to go to find the nuclear weapons. It's quite clever, I think. Well, you do know yeah. where to go. It's in giant trucks driving around on the roads. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how big? Like, these weapons, I assume, are absolutely enormous, aren't, aren't they? They're, they're, you can't just put them in a station wagon. Yeah, it, yeah Pakistan's arsenal is more of a fun size yeah, <laughs> yeah. arsenal. But look, I mean, they've the, only got to get across the border to India. They, the last time they tried hiding something in Pakistan, it was just in a abbottabad in an ordinary house. So I guess that didn't work out. So the, the yeah. moving things around in the truck system possibly works quite well. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's like uh, I find it very hard to find those trendy food trucks. I never, I never know yes. where the bloody things are. So it probably is quite a good system. That you would know? be. Gonna... You could combine a food truck with the nuclear truck, and it would it would keep the the dishes piping hot. You'd think, wouldn't it? Well, it would keep them hidden. You're not really selling Pakistan to me as a tourist destination, though, Charles. Well, it's unless... Like, hang on, it's, it's a lot safer than the US, because he hasn't told you what the code is. <laughs> there, it's one 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 one. A lot harder, man. No one's going to crack that. Okay, so we're talking about nuclear bombs and all the fun, wacky facts about mm. them. The next one is that uh, nuclear fail-safes are, are put on every nuclear bomb nowadays. Apparently, and they stop bombs from going off accidentally. And the problem with them is that they tend to fail and they are not safe. (laughs) So, uh, for example, in 1961, a plane carrying two hydrogen bombs over North Carolina broke apart and the bombs fell down. And each bomb was much, much bigger than the bombs that destroyed Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And because the bombs were so... Heavy. Like, 
and yeah, and and had such a big impact on the uh, ground. One of the bombs actually thought, "Oh, this must be a war." Like I must. One of the bombs started. One of the what? Yeah. yeah, one of the bombs actually oh. went into wartime mode and went, oh, right. oh okay, I'm supposed <laughs> to explode now. Right. And um, so five of the six fail-safe switches that they'd attached to it um, actually went, okay, time to go off. And, and one of the switches, which should have gone off and exploded the bomb, failed um, and this <laughs> saved the world <laughs> from a massive huh. nuclear disaster. Saved North which Carolina. Would have, which would have... Apparently, like me, it ruined Washington, Baltimore, Philadelphia, and New York. But to be fair, it would have improved North Carolina. Right? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah, isn't that the place where their their biggest worry today is about transgender people using the women's toilets? I think that's North Carolina. Yeah, that is that it? is North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they 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 don't have much to worry about. Yeah. Well, they survived the five out of six chance, you know, mm. nuclear bomb. Like they, they I think at relax. the time we're recording this, a giant hurricane is barreling its way through the Carolinas. But um, it's true, but the, the failsafe will save them. <laughs> so that's amazing. So if the failsafe hadn't failed, it would have blown up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So it was oh. lucky that it, it, was that it failed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That it I mean, why do they have six? I mean, was that considered the safest number of switches? Yeah, why, or? why don't they put on like a hundred thousand of them? Yeah, yeah. I'm relieved they had six rather than five. That was a good choice. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I wonder, you know, in the planning committee, whoever said, "Oh no, we've got to have six was sort of ostracised yeah. <laughs> for being fuddy duddy. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got to have the last one broken. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The other odd thing about that story is it is that the plane. Broke apart. Why mm. are they sending nuclear bombs up in, in planes that break apart? It had a failsafe oh. that meant it wasn't <laughs> supposed to break apart. <laughs> oh, right. The guy was like, got some nuclear bombs. Let's just do some loop-de-loops. <laughs> yeah, might, probably Tom Cruise was flying it. I feel the need for speed. And, and then the whole point is that um, you sort of think of nuclear bombs as being sort of kept in safe silos. Yeah. But actually, uh, between 1950 and 1968... There were twelve hundred accidents that almost <laughs> led to catastrophe. Twelve hundred. <laughs> and there's been in, in the two decades since then, um, there's another twelve hundred. So essentially, there, there has been at least six hundred times in a, in American history where it's been classified as a near apocalypse event. Six hundred. Oh, Six hundred. This yeah. is very much like uh, having guns in your own home. It's always like this is here to protect us, but it's most likely to kill you. I feel like nuclear yeah. weapons are very similar yeah. in that yeah. approach. Guns well, don't Craig... kill people. Nuclear weapons kill people. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. fail safe fails. So, so I should feel less bad about Donald Trump wanting to use nuclear weapons now because, I mean, it yeah. sounds like everyone's been yeah, almost they, using they, them. They nearly go off all the time. It sounds like. So. Yeah, it's also possible that they don't work. Like if they haven't tested them lately, the testing's been banned. Maybe maybe they're just completely obsolete. Maybe they've all blown a fuse or something. Yeah, well, it is true they haven't tested since the early nineteen nineties. So um, well, they should really get out there and test. I mean, so, so, what if so they slack need of them? <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the nuclear test ban, cat's piss or cat's pajamas. <laughs> well, it's putting us in a lot of a lot of danger. But so. how would you know if the, if they tested them? You know the the, the Kodak Eastman company isn't there anymore. <laughs> so you reach a, a crisis and you think, okay, we need to use the nuclear bomb now. Mm -hmm. uh, guess how long 
the president has to decide whether to say yes or no to a nuclear attack. Oh, I pray it's a long, long time. So hang on. So the missiles, the, president. the missiles have been launched. Yeah. And the president has a window in which in which they can respond before they're obliterated. Is that what you're saying? No, it's like, say there's a, a credible threat against the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, they go into nuclear protocol. Like, should we launch the weapons yeah. or not? Guess how long that protocol lasts and oh, how long the right, president has right. to deliberate about... Whether to four time. minutes, correct? Four minutes. Yeah, is really? it four minutes? Are you kidding me? It's four minutes. Yeah, oh which is God. also the average oh. time that it takes to order and be delivered a McDonald's meal going through a drive-through in the US. <laughs> Isn't well, that Donald Trump would be doing both <laughs> yeah, at the same, same time? time. Wouldn't he? I mean, yeah, I actually think this this is a great protective measure though, because the thing about that is that if somebody comes up to Donald Trump and says, "Should we launch a nuclear weapon?" There's no way his attention span is going to last the whole four minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, he'd be sending tweets. <laughs> he's going to be over there. No. He, he will have forgotten about it yeah, by the time he gets to four minutes. Yeah, off breaking into some dressing room full of naked ladies. He'd be doing all sorts of things. Yeah, because it, just to be clear, um, it actually then takes another 26 minutes for the um, nuclear weapon to then be launched and, and killed. Seriously? People. Yeah. So it takes half an hour to launch a nuclear weapon. Yeah. So you get the decision and then there's 26 right. minutes left to uh, b- b- because there's a whole lot of mechanical procedures. They've got to, like, it's actually mm. like, because well, what happens got to is the, the code now. They, they've got a briefcase. They carry around the briefcase yeah, the of football. nuclear codes. And then there's actually, they have to do, it's like in the movies, there's two people who have to put the keys in simultaneously and enter the codes. Mm. Zero, zero, oh, zero. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they've got to do all that sort of flight check, disarm doors. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then they've got to bring up the tension-producing music yeah, yeah. in yeah, the background. Yeah. And it's yeah. also like they, they, they constantly get it wrong. Go now. Now. Oh, you, I didn't turn this key at the same yeah. time. One, <laughs> two, three. I thought uh, we were going on yeah, three. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also, within 26 minutes, Donald Trump would have changed his mind three or four times about whether yeah. he was going ahead. So, so basically, if somebody shoots, if, if Russia sent a nuclear weapon towards America, they have basically half an hour or 26 minutes, at mm. best, 27 minutes they're going to shoot. So all you're really doing is killing the people who kill you. You're not going to stop their attack on you. No, yeah. Well, that's what Reagan tried to do with, with Star the, Wars. the Star Wars. Mm. But it, they never, as mm. far as anyone knows, and as far as whatever's been declassified, they never got that working. I, I guess it's worked. because Reagan never realised that Star Wars was a work of fiction. No, well, Reagan, they came up with Jar Jar Binks. So it was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> But don't, <laughs> but don't they have like anti-missile defense system? They got some sort they, of they that got was the Patriot, it. but that that was that's a conventional missiles. Yeah, Star Wars that was supposed to be the thing. What was strategic? Yeah, STI, it STI, was the, yeah, yeah. the strategic targets initiative or something like that. The, what they what, what they can it, do, it, what they can do is if they put a GPS tracking system in the missile that they're trying to explode. They can actually sometimes oh, hit it. Hit it. <laughs> That's as good as they got. Oh wow! As good as they got. So if so, if your enemy <laughs> is me, kind Russia. enough to yeah. put a yeah. GPS device, yeah, right. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, I feel a lot well, safer now. Most missiles would have Google Maps nowadays, wouldn't they? <laughs> they, they, they are they all really? They'll all be really old now. They've they got such yeah. old technology. They'd be using mm. MySpace use, yeah. <laughs> to yeah, log it'd, in. It'd be like the yeah. iPhone four. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be like the, the early Microsoft Word would be running this stuff. <laughs> Uh, okay, and then, which means that Clip It would still be there. Do you <laughs> want to blow up the world? <laughs> sure, you want to well, You know what Russia? would happen is you'd start the protocol and you'd have to update Windows. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like, That's for the 26 hours. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Would you like to download the latest nuclear yeah. launch technologies? It, it really would be a blue screen of death, wouldn't it? Oh, dear. Okay. And then, so finally, there's only one person who can actually launch the American nuclear missiles, and that is the Captain president. America. No, that, that is President <laughs> oh, Donald Trump. Are you sure it's not still Dick Cheney? No, it? it's it's by design. Um, after the Cuban Missile Crisis, they went, okay, we need a proper chain of command here so that we know who's in charge and we have one person responsible and only one person's allowed to make the call. So we, we can't have a rogue general going off and going, entering this code that they remember. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we can't have a rogue president. Yeah, thank I goodness, love them. They were thinking, that. well, it's great. Yeah. Democracy will protect they us. Get to the yeah, there'll, never be a, yeah. there'll never be a moron running this place. Well, yeah. well <laughs> no. this is apparently true. The scholars have gone back and they've tried to find a discussion around, but what if the president is incompetent and so bad at making Enough decisions that moron. they sh- they shouldn't mm. have the thing and no one even discussed that as a possibility yeah <laughs> well americans didn't really think that that was a possibility until now did they i mean it wasn't it always sort of you know the president he he was harrison ford on air force 1 he you know he was michael douglas in the you know mm. president always was the sort of guy you'd want to have his finger on the button is yeah. is any of your um historical Understanding of presidents not based on a movie, Andrew. <laughs> this is America, Craig. It's totally <laughs> valid. And Harrison Ford. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but going back to the founding fathers, this is the irony of sort of Hamilton and all that. Is that they were, they were terrified of of tyranny, which is why they designed a government system that is like incapable of ever doing anything like healthcare or changing anything at all. So yeah. the founding fathers, bizarrely enough, had this right in the 1700s, mm. but since then. Well, when they're the, completely forgotten. When the founding fathers wrote down their nuclear protocol, um, <laughs> yeah. it was, they were, they were yeah. like, "Make it, don't make it zero 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 zero, <laughs> and whatever you do, don't don't get a stupid president." <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Surely it's fairly safe because the the only thing Donald Trump would ever use nuclear weapons for is to is to blow up Robert Mueller. So the rest of us are completely safe, aren't we? Yes, uh, I think you're probably right. So you're saying it's cat's pajamas then? I think it's the most frightening thing I've ever heard. I think it's cat's piss. I've never been more frightened than during this podcast. That the, <laughs> yeah, knowing that terrified. I kind of forgotten about nuclear weapons in, Australia, in the world. Now I find out that they're driving around Pakistan in the back of trucks. That they've all got a dodgy code on them, and that the one person that's left to launch them in America is Donald Trump. I think it's completely fine. I think it's cat's pajamas. There is look. I've spent a lot of my life using U.S. technology. Um, all of the Windows computers that I've had, all of the phones, all mm. of the iPads, not a single one of them has been able to work without crashing the entire time. There is no way on this earth that any US missile, even if the president was stupid enough to launch them, would actually work and launch correctly. You said the fail-safe saved us before. Imagine how, many fail, imagine how likely it is to fail before it actually gets out of the silo. It might blow up the silo in America, but uh, you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. Andrew? I'm, lo- I'm, I'm lost. There, there are a lot of... <laughs> I don't know what I'm. Okay, um, I, think, I think what Charles judging. is asking you is: Are you happy or sad that Donald Trump can launch nuclear weapons on the world? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even going to stoop to answer that question. It's so obvious. <laughs> just, there's no universe in which yeah. that's good. This is a really, really one-sided cat's pajamas or cat's pajamas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look. I really thought by the end of this we'd all be in love with nuclear weapons, but it turns we, out not. So Donald Trump having, having sole control over the nuclear arsenal. I think this is this is this is actually quite thrilling. This is cat's pajamas because think about it. This thing has an eight-digit code. 
He cannot do eight correct digits in a row. Look yeah. at his tweets. He's never <laughs> spelled a single word right. We are protected from ever being killed. And, and look, if you ask Tommy Daniels, there's no way Donald Trump can do anything that lasts eight minutes. It's also the fact that his tiny little stubby fingers probably aren't long enough to get to the code. <laughs> and whatever he typed would end with sad. Missiles <laughs> yeah. would be fired. Destroyed the world. Sad. <laughs> Cat's Pyjamas or Cat's Piss with The Chaser was written and presented by The Chaser. Created in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Producer Alex Mitchell. Sound production by Darcy Thompson and Matt Nikolich. For more episodes, go to podcastone.com.au. Download the Podcast One app or search Cat's Pyjamas on Apple Podcasts. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.